Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Welcome back to a special edition of the Holler Hour. We're doing it a little early because we have some Eastern Tennessee folks with us and time zone issues that I'm always struggling with. But here we are. We got them on here. These are uh, Shay and Caitlin. We both had something to do with ETSU March in support of the players last night. Before we get to that, I just want to let people know we're tnholler.com, at the tnholler on Twitter and Facebook. We also have hollers all throughout the state because of all the support you guys have given us, which has been awesome. We even have one in the Tri-Cities, which is great. So follow all the hollers wherever you are and spread the word. Shay, Caitlin, how are you guys today? Good. Good. Doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we saw that you had the March last night. I just want to flash a couple pictures. This is Caitlin rocking the megaphone. Uh, It looked like a good turnout, I guess. Let's start with you, Shay. Uh, How did this come about? Yeah, um, I'm a graduate student in the counseling program at ETSU. So uh, we were in class um, the day before the March. And um, discussion was brought up about the slowness of um, a clear demonstration of university support um, and how there could be a timely response because of the severity of backlash that the DSU men's basketball team have been um, bombarded with. And so we felt it was important to act swiftly um, to counter all of the lack of support. So uh, yeah, after class, we started organizing um, and reaching out to organizations and people on campus. Um, and yeah, a little over 24 hours, um, people amazed us making room in their schedule to show show up and come out. And it was a pretty amazing turnout, the, the show of support. So Caitlin, you are not a student at ETSU, but you're an activist in the area. Is that how you would describe yourself? Yes, I am a community member. I actually live in Jonesboro. My husband and I own a business here. Um, We're innkeepers and we have different little side hustles. But um, after what happened with George Floyd's murder last summer, um, I guess I found my voice. I've always been a little snarky, but I've fully stepped into speaking out for injustice and all the madness that goes on in our region and country. Okay. And so either of you, you know, when this happened, I mean, this has sort of been a developing story over the past week. You know, I think by now people kind of know what happened, but just for a little context, the players at ETSU did knelt for the anthem. There was immediately backlash from legislators Senator Rusty Crow said this activity will not be tolerated. Rep. Diana Harshbarger, who is the congresswoman in the area, called it disrespectful. Uh, you know, there were others who weighed in. And then since then, the entire caucus 
Tennessee Senate caucus has sent a letter to the schools saying that they need to prohibit this. Uh, when this happened, I guess, Shay, what was the initial reaction on campus, were, generally speaking? Like, I see there was a good turnout for the march, but has it been more mixed than that, or is it overall support? Um, I think given that uh, it's pandemic time and all of our classes are online, I, I wasn't able to have as much as a, of a pulse on like community, the community life that I would be able to track, you know, if I were on campus. Um, I, I only know through my own experience in, in the counseling program that it was overwhelming support for the ETSU men's basketball players um, and also from faculty that I'm in connection with. It was the same. Um, yeah, so that's what I could speak to. But I'd say on social media, it felt pretty clear that there was a lot of uh, criticism of the administration's response and a pretty uh, vocal, clear, a clear message that um, the larger community of ETSU was not aligned with that. I saw Maybe that the coach, was pretty, the coach was pretty supportive. What was the administration's response? Um, well, there was a statement made by Dr. Nolan that um, that it was out of alignment with the university's values, I believe is how it was worded. Is that right, Kat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Kat, what was the situation in the community uh, off campus? Do you, do you have a sense of, you know, I, I mean... Eastern Tennessee is generally not that supportive of this stuff, which is obviously why these legislators are reacting the way they are. Uh, was there at least a little bit of support for what they were doing? Or, you know, is, is this generally uh, fly in the face of a lot of what you see in Eastern Tennessee? Um, you know, the response from the legislators and the representatives from our state is not surprising at all. Um, as far as the community goes, I'd say we're definitely outnumbered um, and our voting records show that, but um, you see most of the, the backlash against the players and against Coach Shea coming in the, the media comment section. Um, not too many people that I am friends with or that I'm an acquaintance of um, were bold enough to outright post things on Facebook, but as far as all of my friends and the people that I align with and interact with in the community were in full support of the players. Um, and so we were just running around trying to figure out what we can do to rally support and started getting people to send emails to the board of trustees and the, the legislators and the representatives as well. Have either of you heard from or been in contact with any of the players themselves? Like, does anybody know how the players are reacting to this becoming such a big story and did they expect that? I have not, but another local activist, Kemp, he has been speaking to some of the players, um, especially with trying to organize for what's gonna happen Saturday. Um, and from the player that showed up last night and spoke, um, I would say, and I'm just, you know, this is my opinion of what I can kind of feel from them is that I'd say that they appreciate the support um, most of them are not from this area at all. Um, they're from all over the country and all over the world as well. And so, you know, it's already a culture shock coming to this area that's predominantly white, but then to do something that they've been doing all season, they've been kneeling in the privacy of the locker room um, because of the COVID restrictions. They're not out on the court when the anthem is played. And then for it to be shared publicly that they knelt at UTC's game, um, you know, I'm sure it was completely shocking and disheartening. And so 
we just really wanted to show our support for them and let them know that they're doing the right thing. Shay, what did you think of the letter from Tennessee Republicans to the schools basically saying that they need to prohibit this? Uh, did, did you have any thoughts about, you know, their ability to even make that request or what it says about their relationship with the First Amendment? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty um, unbelievable that they thought that would be justifiable. I wasn't surprised that they try to take that angle on it. Um, and also it's um, clear that it's white people. Um, I didn't see any, I haven't, maybe Caitlin, I don't know if you have, correct me if not, but I haven't seen any um, uh, leaders of color that are representing the state who are um, condemning what the men's basketball team is doing. And um, so to me, it's just that repeat of history and they've got to ask themselves what side of history do they want to be on? I can tell you that they have not, the the black leaders in Tennessee, I have not seen any of them condemn what they're doing, but you're right. It has been mostly the white people. And I want to show you a clip by one of those white people. Uh, I was telling Caitlin before we started that I was going to show you guys this clip and I, this kind of just happened. This was on the news. This is your Senator Lundberg. Uh, this is him being It's asked. not against protesting. I think there's a, there's an absolute right to protest. That's what we're all about. There's also a time for that. There's one time when I think most of us would agree it's inappropriate. Isn't the, the role of the First Amendment to say that the government doesn't get to decide what is appropriate and what isn't? Mm -hmm. Correct. Is that what you're doing? Well, question for you. Caleb, let me ask you. If you decide that, hey, it's in your First Amendment right to go on the air tonight in a T-shirt, what do you think would happen to you? I'd probably get yelled at, but my company's not the government. Right. Would... <laughs> so we're a little petty here at the holler, but that was a clip that we just posted of Senator Lundberg getting hoisted by his own petard. Cat, uh, what do you think of the way that they're attacking the First Amendment? And do they have an understanding of what it even is? Um. I think that they don't fully want to allow people of color to be privy to these these privileges and rights. That's what I'm feeling. Um, I've said it before that you know when this country was founded, it wasn't for us. You know we had to fight um, for amendments and we're still struggling and fighting and so i just feel that this is very much so in their nature to uh, there's a sense of ownership over these players that is not okay and it takes you back to slavery and jim crow and you know it's just it's very condescending and controlling and i definitely think they need to brush up on on their constitution shade one of the things that tends to happen in these moments um for instance when the plaza protesters this summer were at the capitol for 63 days and then ended up getting a law passed against them to felonize camping but they end up exposing the legislators through the backlash and on some level the protest does its job when that happens are it is these legislators telling on themselves the way they are is that sort of 
a success for the kneeling? It, it sort of shows the injustice that they're kneeling against. Yeah, I I feel that um, it's uh, unfortunate, and I would never wish upon the basketball team that they are having to deal with what I imagine could be really traumatic. Um, what feels like ostracizing probably. I, I I don't know exactly your experience. I did talk to people who are professors of some of the team members and I know it's been very difficult. Um, and uh, so I would never wish that that would that that this like movement or this um, vocalizing this kind of hype that has happened around this would have to fall on their shoulders as it has. Um, though I do believe that it has tremendously contributed to a conversation, heightening a conversation that black and brown leaders have been um, trailblazing and that um, their their efforts, their courage has very much fed the fire of something that is necessary um, to, to awaken this um, history of racial injustice. And for those who are not clear about that, to bring that really home to us because it's so, so close, so um, at the heart of ETSU as well. So, um, so their efforts have meant a lot in that regard. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I see the comments on the side here. Odessa Kelly says, Kat hit it on the head. Since the sense of ownership that is displayed over Black college athletes is discussed, the sense of ownership. And then Christy uh, asks, what can an alum do at this point to support the players? Do either of you have any thoughts about that? I say definitely send emails supporting the players and their decision um, to exercise their rights, send that to the board of trustees, um, write into your local papers, um, you know, provide context that is perhaps educational. We know that when Kaepernick knelt, um, that first initially he was seated um, and then he had the conversation with the Green Beret. So emphasize that all of these people that are saying that this is disrespectful and that they're, you know, spitting in the face of the veterans, that is not the case whatsoever. Um, we know that there are tons of resources that explain that. So, you know, just keep pumping out the information that are giving valid counters to these senseless arguments. Right. And you mentioned the veterans. There's a lot of veterans who have signed letters of support for Kaepernick, who, by the way, should still be in the NFL. You should always mentioned that, um, you know, one person that spoke up, the one person that spoke up when this came up as a tangent in committee was Vincent Dixie, Representative Vincent Dixie in Nashville. And what he said, which I thought was a really good point, Shay, and I'm wondering if, you know, this is something that came up at the uh, March last night at all. But basically what he said is, if you really want to help with this, it should be to find out why they're kneeling. And nobody ever wants to talk about why the players are kneeling. They just want to admonish them for kneeling. And if we could talk about and address the issues that they're worried about, that would probably get them to stand up a lot quicker than telling them to stand up. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty powerful. There was actually uh, a basketball player who spoke last night um, and shared his reasons. Um, and yeah, that's been also not surprising the attempt to silence what the reality is and to not even um, seek out um, those who might want to share. So um, the the stealing, the attempt to steal a narrative is also part of this 
um, racial injustice history that we witness. And I think that it is um, threatening to white leaders. They see the power of what um, black and brown leaders and the Black Lives the Black Lives Matter movement has been so profound, has um, gained so much momentum and support that I imagine that that is threatening. So the, there's going to be efforts to silence um, the narrative, but um, I feel that the, the overwhelming support is bringing out the truth. Kat, it's hard not to sort of look at this side by side with the insurrection that just happened and how all of these legislators that are upset about peaceful protesting had nothing to say about, you know, this, uh, you know, the riot at the Capitol. Is that always something that's on your mind uh, as a person of color in Tennessee? Yes, there's definitely a double standard. Um, it, I was, the day of the insurrection, I was downstairs actually watching the show Veep because I was so sick of watching the news. And I was just like, I'd rather watch something satirical and laugh about, you know, a faux government and how it's run. And my husband called me from upstairs and was like, you have to turn on the news right now. And I was like, I am sick of it. I'm not doing it. And he was just like, they're literally storming the Capitol. They're tearing it up and nothing is happening. Yeah. And my heart sank. And just watching that, like I cried a few times. I felt um, unsafe in my community. Um, it just the double standard is very clear and for them to not acknowledge that one one protest if you can even call it that um being so violent and just horrible and disrespecting of the flag and of um the capitol building itself and the representatives that were there um threatening people's lives they murdered an officer for them to completely not make any statement on that um, but then to condemn these players for doing something peaceful and just a very, um, in my opinion, a very gracious dissent uh, publicly, I, I think that the double standard is very clear and it's just got to stop. Absolutely. And Diana Harshbarger actually voted to throw out the results of the election. She's part of the Sedition Caucus, so she especially should be called out for that. Just as a final thing here, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know a lot of people appreciate the work you're both doing and, uh, you know, definitely let us know if we can ever amplify anything that's going on. Um, I guess, Kat, were you at this protest where uh, a man ran over protesters in Johnson City? And have you heard about the bill that actually just passed a committee today to essentially make it uh, give immunity to people who run over protesters if they, you know, can at least claim that they made an effort not to? I was not at that protest. Um, some of my friends were the New Panther Initiative. They were there and that was completely shocking to see. Um, you know, after that man's information, the guy that ran over the protester, um, after you know, things came out about who he's affiliated with and what he's doing in his home state. Um, I think it was very clear that obviously they were going to take his side. Um, and that just shows you how everything is wired here. Um, so it's, I'm not surprised that they're passing that. It, it just means that we need to be cautious and vigilant and more careful um, we have security when we do events and not hired security, it's volunteers within 
the community and from the different organizations. And so we are always just very vigilant, hyper vigilant, actually. All right. Well, stay safe, stay hyper vigilant. Shay, if you have any final, either of you have any final thoughts, love to hear them. But again, really cool that you did that, organized this march. Glad to see everybody coming out. That stuff really matters, especially in a place like where you live. And uh, it's really good to see support for what these athletes are doing. So thank you both. And Shay, if you have any, any thoughts? Uh, no, I just uh, really encourage people to continue coming out and supporting and writing um, to our state leaders as much as possible. And I also just call upon white people to come out. Um, there is there is so much privilege. There's so much um, greater safety for white people. Uh, brown and black people are ha putting a lot more on the line to trailblaze this movement. And I just call upon white people to to uh, really reflect on your responsibility and, and to be showing up. Snaps to that. Absolutely. Shay, Kat, thank you for joining us. Stay in touch and uh, let us know if there's any way we can help. Thank you so much. I've Go ahead, one, Kat. You got one more thing? I've Go ahead, one Kat. quick thing. Yeah. This coming Saturday, um, there is a home game for ETSU's basketball team. I believe it's their last game. Um, we do have a demonstration planned. I say we, I mean the collective community. Um, shout out to my people at New Panthers Initiative and the other fellow community members in the New Generation Freedom Fighters, but we're doing another peaceful demonstration from three to four um, at Freedom Hall to show those players our support. Well, let me make this offer. You don't have to, no pressure, but if you wanted to stream that on the holler, let us know and we can make someone an admin and you guys can stream it on the holler. Love to have that happen and that way people can watch it. Thank or, you. Okay, Thank you yeah, for, for sure. I'll, 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 I'll talk to you offline about that. Thank you both for coming. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, take care. Thank you. So that was Shay and Kat. Uh, really appreciate what they did. The march looked awesome. Uh, again, we flashed some pictures from it. People showed up probably more so than most people would have thought in Eastern Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, it just shows that people are doing the work all over the state. And it's really important, I think, to, to lift that up and support them however we can and you know seeing the reaction from these republicans it's really gross and it's going to be interesting to see how far it goes you know the schools now have been given a letter from all of the senate republicans saying that they need to prohibit kneeling and so each of them has a decision to make for how they respond and will the tennessee legislature try to make a law uh, outlawing kneeling. And if they do, I sort of believe that the athletic community and the sports world needs to put the word out that if you come to Tennessee, you're checking your free speech at the door. And, you know, I think that would hurt recruitment. And I think that would make them realize what they're actually doing here. So support them. And uh, Odessa says, can you get the information of the upcoming protest so we can help support? Absolutely. Joan says, you go kids. Appreciate you guys watching. Again, follow all the hollers, follow the Tri-Cities holler out there with them. And I also want to give a shout out to the Tennessee Quality Project for becoming our first sponsor uh, and thankful for the work that they do throughout Tennessee. We will talk to you all soon. Thanks for watching.